Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. So, hey, Kenya. Hi, Will. How are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> We're Good. back. Good. We're for, back. For, uh, is it podcast number four? Wow. That means Already. we're a month. That means we're a month into this. Wow. Yes, we are. Wow. Yes, we are. So uh, I'm keeping with the tradition of okay. surprising you. I love it. It's like Christmas. It's like Christmas every <laughs> every Monday. It's a uh, it's Christmas Christmas flashbacks. Yes, Christmas flashbacks. It'll be, we get an opportunity to go back in time and remember our experiences. And, yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this one is about touring. Mm. The grueling uh, touring, the gruels and joys of touring. <laughs> yeah. T- touring actually can be pretty fun. Yes. And that's, I think, why a lot of people romanticize it. And it it becomes part of the uh, the musician's dream of being on tour and and you know touring mm-hmm. with all these musicians and whatever whatever. Mm-hmm. But there, if you're putting on the tour, if you're an indie artist and starting your own tour, it oh. can be pretty. Uh, <laughs> oh my would, god. What word yeah, would you use? I'm just use? trying to be quiet. I don't want to know. No, it can, it, uh, what word would I use? Um, I would say intense. That's yes. That was the word Great for word. me. Word. Yeah, it was very intense. And intense can be, you know, and very positive. You know, intensity can be a positive thing, but intensity can also be um, become a negative or a very overwhelming thing. So Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, touring. So, what what should we talk about with touring? I know you always have these fantastic questions. Well, yeah. If if um, I usually try to approach it as if uh, I was brand new to it and I had basic questions, but I'm sort of I am I'm not brand new, so I have <laughs> an informed way of asking the question. So, what I try to uh, I guess if if I was to ask uh, you a question about it um, mm-hmm. would be how what would be the best way to go about structuring your tour mm. wow well yes tour, touring is a very very interesting um thing and i i while i have now done a few tours i you know i will never i always preface by saying i'm no pro but these are this is based on my experience and based on kind of you know other independent artists that I know who have kind of gone about trying to do this on their own. Um, and so when you say structure that one of the things that you have to think about with the tour is, and you kind of said this earlier, why are you doing this tour? Um, right. Are you doing it? Cause it sounds really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just sounds like that's what you as an artist should be on tour, you know, cause you hear the tour 
But um, but yeah, so you have to think about why you're kind of doing this. And I, I do think that the glamorous life, you know, pops in a lot of heads because um, that's going to impact your structure. So always, 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 I say, start off small. Don't try to do, you know, I'm going to do the entire United States. I'm going to go from California to New York. I mean, it's just... exactly. Yeah. So I would say the first thing just to think about is, is small and think about purpose because then that will kind of dictate a little bit more of, of what's happening. If you're trying to just purely just experience other cities and purely just experience the flow of music in other areas, that's a very different structure than if you have a specific project that you're trying mm-hmm. to promote Um you know, and that you're trying to do. And so I guess it, you know, it's going to depend on what, what your purpose is. Yeah. What, what I was um, thinking about was that when we, when, when I started doing tours or even, even whenever you approach a tour, um, there's a couple ways of a couple reasons for doing it and a couple um, things driving you putting together a tour and you, you want to promote a pro- project that you're, you're either putting out and you're trying to support um, the project with a tour or another reason for doing a tour is you have, <clears throat> you have a, uh, an anchor gig, some, uh-huh. some big performance that someone booked you for that's out of town. And uh-huh. you say, well, Hey, I can make more out of this situation than, than normal by uh-huh. booking several other events nearby or yep. on the way to. Yep. Yep. That's very so good that, point. That's, that's sort of your impetus basically for putting together a tour and, right. uh, and it actually guides the structure of the tour. Right. And it can even be a combination of that. Like it could be that, you know, maybe you got booked on one end. So then you decide, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of that. And then, you know, I'm going to create my own schedule to kind of go beyond that. Or, you know, I think I've done kind of a, a combination. And and also tour doesn't mean, doesn't have to mean um, every day I'm on the road. Um, right. You know, when I, I've done tours where, yeah, literally when I, obviously when I go really, really far away, like internationally, then those tours, those shows are more if not back to back, then, you know, very close, um, within a certain time frame. But when I did my quote unquote promotional tour for my first album or my U S based tour, um, I didn't just stay on the road. I would basically go out each weekend for several, for several weekends. So I would come back home in between, um, in between the shows and, you know, obviously budget wise financial, which I'm sure we're going to get into <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously kind of dictates a lot of how you also structure your tour. Right. And, and touring is, is definitely different, different for indie artists than uh, major label artists. Ooh, um, yes. A, yes, a yes. key distinction is these major labels have relationships with venues. So, they don't have to sort of wait in timing to um to put to uh, book their their performances. So let's say they have a release for an artist coming up. They already know the date of the release, so right. they can plan the the tour, the subsequent tour after after it, 
And right. the venues that they'll be booking already have that relationship. So they can, it's not difficult for them to make the phone call to uh, get right. the date and get all right. that set up so they can actually have a run of dates in different towns. Right. Whereas an indie artist, you're fighting for space. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> You're fighting for space. And you, you know, this is what I, I mean, because I kind of, it's weird. I kind of, I guess I'm, I, I'm a little, I've been a little bit caught in two worlds. While I'm not um, assigned, you know, artist, I'm not, I don't have a label running. Because my own company runs much like, you know, a label or I have it try to run, I try very hard to make things run um, machine-like so that the planning isn't, uh, you know, is as organized as possible. So I, a lot of, I know that I used kind of the model, a little bit of what a of, of what a label does for their setting up things in the sense that by the time it was time for me to perform, I really tried to reach out to those venues that I did have relationships with. Right. Um, and, you know, really create my quote unquote tour based on what I could get booked, you know, with these previous relationships. So it wasn't like I was... I know for me, I really didn't pitch myself to new venues. I had, I had, I, and, and this is also then becomes important about the timing at which you decide you're ready for a tour because I was at the point where I had performed enough at different places that the relationships were formed. So I felt like, okay, I think I can do a tour where I actually (laughs) kind of, you know, put these venues together in a certain time frame. Um, and we're we're coming back to this theme of relationships <laughs> from the last mm-hmm. podcast, but mm-hmm. that's that's exactly uh, how you're able to build a tour. Uh, you've mm-hmm. you've performed at certain venues and you've built those relationships. So um, one one thing I tell musicians too, who travel with other artists that are performing, I tell them when they perform in a venue, get to know the venue owner. Yeah. Or or the yeah. person booking the venue. So whenever so basically what you're doing while you're on tour with other other artists, you're able to create that relationship. So when it's time for your recording release, you actually have a tour built in. Yes. And you should be doing that all the time. Like anytime, anytime you're in a space of a venue, oh my gosh, I you need to be, even if you're not even performing, you need to be figuring right. out if it's a, if it's a space that you're digging or you feel like it, it, you know, fits your style format of music. Yeah. You should be making right off the bat, find out who's the manager, who's kind of exactly. managing things tonight. Yeah. No, absolutely. That, that's yeah, if, if you're out of town on the, on a business trip or, you're yep. visiting family somewhere, just go stop by venues that have music that that's uh, in your genre. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you would be very surprised. I mean, I know I did that on many occasions, you know, and, um, you know, I, I could go through a variety of venues. It's, it's funny. I have a story. There's a venue actually here in Chicago where I'm based that I really, really wanted to play at. And, um, you know, they had pretty, you know, pretty, you know, regionally, nationally touring, mainstream kind of artists. And so I was like, oh, Lord, you know, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know if I'll ever be able to. But then I would kind of see some, you know, certain local acts. And I'm like, well, no, it gave me hope. And so the approach that I took and it was kind of some of this was kind of, again, Forrest Gump. We talked about this, Forrest <laughs> Gump landing. And, you know, so it wasn't as planned. 
Um, there is an artist that I really, really love um, in terms of music, and his name is Jared Lawson, and he's based in Portland, Oregon. And he and I had been on um, a show together in London, or actually in the U.K., um, not right in London, but outside of London in the UK. And um, we kind of have similar, we're in that, he's he's soul jazz and, you know, similar mm. followings. Um, still, I mean, he's huge abroad, but still trying to kind of break here in the States. And I had seen him live many times and love his music and he's amazing. And I, I really wanted to see him here in Chicago. I was like, you know, I've seen you all these other places, but never in Chicago. So I actually was like, God, you know, I think I know a good venue for you. Um, and so I was kind of, in, it was that venue that I also kind of was like, God, it'd be great if I could get there too. But I had actually found out the manager to say, to talk more about how can we bring this other artist here? Cause he's really phenomenal. And I gave him some more stuff. And at that time I wasn't so much doing it cause I wanted to be there. I just knew this would be a good fit for this, this artist. Right, right. But anyway, long story short, he ended up getting booked there. And so then the manager, you know, and it turned out to be a good show. And so who did the manager remember? Who did who who hooked that up? Right, right. <laughs> Kenya, Kenya did, and so <laughs> when I came to the manager months later and said, "And by the way, you know, right. here's my press kit, and I'm an artist, and I've done shows with Jared Lawson, you know, so you know the caliber now because you saw him perform, and so he gave me a chance, and the show, like." nearly sold out and did really, really strong. So that was a very kind of a little bit of a Forrest Gump, but also about this relationship building and taking opportunities and, you know, when, however they may kind of come, um, we will have to do another podcast about how you, how you build those relationships and what's the etiquette around that. But, um, yeah, so those are, yeah, those are the, the, yeah, definitely those are ways, um, to be thinking about your structure. And also you had a, had something to give to him. You had a press kit and you had a recording, right, right. which is what our other yes. podcasts were about. So you got to yep. have something to give to people. And, yeah. and, uh, that's why we first, uh, started out our, our whole podcast, uh, series with, with basically putting together a recording because people won't really pay attention to you unless you have something recorded. Yeah. Um, it's useless to try to do to me, it's useless to try to do a tour without having um, product because right. there, it's twofold. You know, one is the venues obviously need to hear you and, and see that you've you're at that level of your game um, in your in your music career. And then two, for you to make your money you to sell merchandise at these shows. This is the perfect. Exactly. Yes, this is the perfect. This is this is this is it because you are your own store nowadays. Yep. And, um, you know, people still, while people will not go to the store to go buy CDs, they will definitely buy CDs after a show. They still yep. will do that. They still will do that. Um, and it's so, funny. I've even had people say, I don't even know how I'm going to play this. I don't think I have a CD player anymore, <laughs> but they still buy it. It's like, you know, I'll figure it out. So yeah, you gotta have product. Yeah. And, and there's, um, I have a Forrest Grunt moment as well. Uh, when, and this is something that, that is, is useful and, and to pay attention to when you're on, to, when you are on tour, uh, or when you're ever doing any per- big performances, um, there are people out there in the audience watching 
who mm-hmm. actually have other events mm-hmm. and they'll want to book you on their event based on your performance at this event. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, I did a, uh, the Anguilla jazz festival and mm-hmm. there was a guy out there who booked the Bonaire jazz festival and he mm-hmm. saw how we, we did our show and he was like, yeah, we'd well, be perfect for our, our jazz festival. So, uh, can you mm-hmm. come on down? So we actually yep. made a tour out of a tour. Yes. <laughs> we, no, you're that's, I mean, but it, it's, it's, I think it's very common. I think it happens, you know, very often. Um, I don't know if you heard that little ching. I got all these sounds. Did you just hear a little, like, no. Oh, okay, so I'm going to sound crazy saying that. The, but anyway, the, I have the all these, these sounds coming up on my phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's that's common. You're going to have people, and even if it's not a major, you know, booking agent for a festival, you still have people who have events and um, who may be trying to, you know, trying to hire an artist for, you know, a small thing that they're trying to put on. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity and and this is why performance becomes such a big deal. Um, yep. You know, don't, no better audition than you doing your show. You know, that's exactly. proof in the pudding. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah, and that's that's just how how things happen. I mean, it you you create your own luck basically, and mm-hmm. it once once you have a, something rolling, then everybody else wants to basically be on the bandwagon and they, they want to draw that energy. So if, if you bring a lot of energy to your performances and, and you are, you're succeeding, people are booking you. Everybody else wants to be a part of that. So they, they see their energy. So absolutely, uh, just, just basically get started, you know, and, and things will start to happen and get started and do, and do it small. You know, like I said, you know, do it small. Um, I do think, in my opinion, I think that before you to try to do a whole tour, you should um, at least perform outside of your um, state or outside of your city. Um, just to, you know, just isolate it kind of in these, just so that one, you're building the relationships. Two, you're getting a sense of what it's like to travel and perform, because yep. that is another really that's that's the intense part. That's the gruel. <laughs> is is the the travel i mean if you could just pop on a stage you know if you could just you know right, right. the little genie she like you know wiggles her nose or whatever i mean you know and then you're on the stage <laughs> you know <laughs> dressed and all the equipment sound checks done i mean if that was the if that was the case then yeah i tour all day but um there's a lot that goes around that and i'm sure you're going to get into that but yeah. Well, let's let's do that. Uh, should should you get a tour manager, or when should you get a tour manager? Mm. Well, I definitely think you should, and I made this mistake, and I will never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ever do this again. Yes, if if you don't want to call it manager, you need to get a tour buddy. You need to get somebody. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> manager sounds very exquisite and glamorous and you know all of that but you need somebody i highly recommend you get somebody who is not performing on that stage with you mm-hmm. um who can be um there and i made the mistake of doing um uh, uh my us based tour um i think i had somebody with me maybe on one of the cities i did but the rest i did that on my own and it was 
I will never do that again. It was, it was, it was, I don't want to say the word miserable, but I think I'm going to have to say that because <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't miserable performing. The performances were wonderful. It's it just a different level of stress. It's oh just uh, a whole, cause, mm. cause what it is, is you're basically the chaperone <laughs> for, mm-hmm. uh, for a bunch of cats because <laughs> musicians <laughs> are like herding cats. And I'm one of mm-hmm. them. And I will tell you that getting musicians <laughs> to be at a specific time oh my uh, gosh. With, with everything they're supposed to have oh my God. is, uh, it's, it's a challenge. And, and, and I know it cause I, I mean, that's, that's just, I, I came from that mindset and, uh, be running my own band. I, I had to realize that, okay, this is not, this is not how you do anything. So, yeah, uh, no, it, it, it is really. And I mean, I can't, you know, not everybody has the resources to have, you know, a tour buddy or to have somebody. But I, I know that for me, at least I will if I know that I have to do multiple cities. Now, if I'm just going to one city, you know, this week and then three weeks later, I'm going somewhere else. Then, no, I, I don't necessarily need that, even though it, it is really nice to always have that whenever you're traveling mm-hmm. outside of your you know territory. Um but, you know, it's just like what you just said, because even you've got to manage the band. But beyond that, now you're also having to represent yourself with the venue manager. So exactly. any and everything, any business transaction, any contract, any when you're doing your sound check, when you're doing um, the hotel, when you're trying to figure out, you know, transportation, you're it. If you don't have anybody, you know, kind of helping you. Um, and so I... I highly recommend you get somebody either, yes, to be a tour manager or to be an assistant. Um, honestly, just to even keep you calm, you know, yeah, <laughs> just, to yeah, help, exactly. just to help you, you know, I mean, I could go on so many stories. I, what, what I did, I didn't, I, I've had my, one of my producers who I mention a lot because he's, he's more than a producer in my music life, you know, Kendall Duffy has, he's, he's a very weird, I'm going to say weird because he's an anomaly. I don't think very many producers can wear as many hats as he does. Mm. Um, I kind of call him the baby face. He's my baby face because he does more than just, you know, baby face is more than just sitting in a studio. Right. Right. You know, coming up with music. Um, he's, he knows that he, obviously he's running a business and, you know, he's, I know that Tony Braxton, you know, when I hear her talk about Babyface, it reminds me a lot about how I feel about Kendall in the sense that he does mentoring and, you know, way beyond that. And so Kendall has been more of my kind of tour assistant. And, um, I, you know, when I, I told him this last time that I did not travel with him, I was like, what the you didn't why didn't you like shoot me like what what why did that happen you know (laughs) and so I told him you know look if I ever do tours or whatever you're my first go-to because I I can't you know it's just it's too much and he did an awesome he does a really good job of he's not a manager per se so he's not sitting up managing me per se I'm kind of telling him this is what these are this is what I need to get done this is how I want things to be and then he makes sure when we're actually physically on the tour, he's just making sure those those action items or those that itinerary or whatever is all being met so that I can. And, and it's always helpful realize. to have two eyes on, right. on anything. So e- right. even if um, you have an assistant manager, whatever you call it, there's a, another person helping uh, 
organize what's going on, you can double check. If if you feel bored, just double check the itinerary <laughs> and, and, and right. make sure everything's working. And, uh, right. and, and sometimes some, somebody went to go off to get a, something to eat, one of your, your bass player or your drummer. <laughs> and you can't find and, him. And, and you and can't I find that person. You, oh my God. And we're supposed to start <laughs> in two minutes. To, uh, <laughs> ha- having, having another person being able to go get that person while you're yes. still on stage or you're, yes. you're getting on a plane or what, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's yeah. always good to have an, a second individual available to help right. or get keep things together basically right and it's worth the if if that person you know you know you 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 obviously a major label tour manager or whatever they're paid a nice little fee and you know all of that but you know an independent artist doesn't always most often does not have that budget but it is worth whatever that person says they need you mm-hmm. need to figure it out because, you know, some people yeah, may exactly. say, you know what, I just need you to cover my, you know, my hotels or whatever. And, you know, the transportation and then we're good. Or it may be, you know, can you just make sure I get a meal here and there? Um, but it's worth it. And I say don't even that needs to be a part of your budget line is to that's mm-hmm. that's the an additional, you know, person that you need to be to be including. And also when you're trying to decide if you don't have a manager or you don't have, you know, like I had, you know, someone like a Kindle or whatever, um, and you're trying to, you, you know, you're going to ask your friend or you're going to ask, um, you know, a family member. Don't do it based on just, oh, I like you. Because right. you will then now have to start babysitting. That that becomes the eighth musician or whatever. Exactly. I mean, you said, I mean if they, <laughs> they yeah. don't know yeah. what they're doing. No, no. You, you, you want somebody who's on top of the game. More yeah, so than you. So, exactly. So they'll keep you exactly. in mind. Yes. You know, and it's always a bonus if that person and you are good friends. And, you know, obviously that makes it much more pleasant. But if you have to find somebody, you know, look at, again, that work ethic, their organization skills, their communication skills, um, their temperament. Um, yep. That's a huge, huge part. I, you know, I, I have this running joke when I last time I went to London um, the person who served as kind of our tour manager, I cannot believe my phone is like lighting up. It never, ever rings. So I'm sorry about that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just hung up on that person. But, um, you know, I the last time I went, we had a person who actually one of the other artists who I toured with, it's her business manager. But she served as kind of our whole kind of tour manager for the tour. And her temperament, ah. Oh, is like a pillow, like a soft pillow. Wow. I mean, she's so supportive and so calm and so um, direct when necessary, but never in a way that makes you as the artist feel off. Um, just a really perfect temperament for for that job. And I, you know, and Kendall's the same way. He's very, you know, calm, very direct, very organized. So make sure you're looking at that. And it's worth the dollars, guys. If you have to pay a little bit more to get them on board, if you got to pay for their flight or half or whatever, make it happen because it will it will save you in so many ways. You'll be a better performer. You'll be a better. You'll be on your game better. You know, yep. if you have that. Yeah. This this is not a road trip. This is a tour. No, <laughs> this, this is a, work. Exactly, this is it's a work. job. It it's is a job. a job. Yes, yes. So, Which and, is and another thing that people forget. Yes, they people do. Yeah, that. they they think mm-hmm. it's one big party. So it mm-hmm. there are party times, but mm-hmm. it, you have to treat it 
like it's a job. And, yep. uh, and with that in mind, to finance your tour, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, I, I, I'll go back to what I said about the anchor gig. Uh, if mm-hmm. you're able to get a gig that really um, pays well and is also flying you out there, right. that's your opportunity to actually build a tour. Absolutely. And, and so support that one performance with uh, these other smaller performances. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. That's, there's, there's no other word about it. Do that, do that, do that. If you're in a position where somebody is paying for everything um, and you are, you know, you've got time on your hands and, you know, you can kind of make some things happen in that area or you have some connections or some kind of wherewithal where you can, you know, obviously there's usually clauses and contracts, particularly for venues like that, right, that are paying right. for everything for you, where you can't perform, you know, so many miles close miles to their close venue. Miles close to them, exactly. Yeah. But um, if you, if you're on the East Coast, you know, obviously the East Coast, there's a lot, you know, between your from your Boston all the way down, really, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way down to Atlanta, really, um, you know, yep. that whole coast, you can really hit a lot, you know, if you've got the time and um, if you've planned things and, you know, have got the the venues and relationships. So that you I would even that. say if, if you're really into this for the uh, for the long haul, I would mm-hmm. say take whatever proceeds that you get from that one big gig and invest mm-hmm. it in, in a tour on right. down the coast. Yep. Yep. I mean, particularly if, if, if you have a new project I, I, or if right. you have something that you're really trying to get, you know, heard, um, or you're really trying to step up your game as an artist and get the awareness, um, out there of who you are. Um, and, and again, these venues don't have, you know, don't, don't get in your head. Oh, I'm trying to be, I always use House of Blues because it's a nationwide and people are familiar with its size. But, you know, you don't need to have those size. They can be these small, it may be a cafe over here. It may be mm-hmm. um, exactly. a small little, you know, I don't know, restaurant over there. It may be this really, you know, this little book space. I mean, it can, you have to get kind of creative with that. It doesn't have to be these big glamorous things. The other thing that you can think about is producing your own show. Um in some location, meaning then that you're actually renting out a little bit of a space. Let's say, for instance, um, you've got we'll, this great anchor we'll leave, gig. In. I, I'm going to cut oh, in here a question? because okay. I'm what, sorry. What <laughs> we'll do is, what we'll do is, I, I know that that's that's one of your your expertise is putting together <laughs> your own okay. show. So we'll have a whole separate podcast <laughs> for for putting yeah. together your own uh, yep. booking your own venues. Yeah. And and putting putting your own own shows together. So yep. yeah, we'll yep. we'll we'll table that one. <laughs> okay, let's table it. But that's also something to think about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so just just thinking about um, how to how to pay for this. Uh, if you're if you don't have an anchor gig, um, the other way of doing that is you're just going to have to budget and mm-hmm. and and find out. Uh, what which what each gig is paying and try mm-hmm. to put it together and and the only way for you to really even judge your numbers is for you to have performed locally and that's why mm-hmm. you need to perform as much as you can locally so you can understand <laughs> right. how many CDs that you sell uh right. t-shirts that you sell so you can actually gauge your numbers 
and and then try to uh, to to really plan and budget uh, for a, a bona fide tour. Right. Now that's really good that you said that because you you. Once you start going into the tour mind, then your business hat, your music business hat automatically, <laughs> whether you want it on your head or not, um, it needs to be on your head and quick. And so, you know, sitting down and financially, like what you were just saying, trying to estimate draw, CD, you know, expenses, band, you know, all of that stuff. If you've never had to negotiate that or you've never, you know, you've only played for free down the road, down the way, you know, you're going to have a difficult time really even conceptualizing mm-hmm. what it is you will will need financially. Um, so, you know, my recommendation is definitely, you know, hold off on touring until you've gained that experience and that awareness of of those numbers so that you can even do an estimate. Plan for it, exactly. You know, like that, yeah. Yep. So, uh, that's a lot. I mean, there's, there's a lot other, lot more other stuff that we can go into and, and maybe people have yeah. questions. About, yeah, about it, it is a lot. I, I do want to say one other thing about touring too. When, when you're, um, I mean, there's a lot to say about touring, but, um, two things. If you're in a state like California, which is a really big state, Right, long state, like the north and south sides of California, um, your L.A. to your Bay Area are both two really big music hubs. And so you can do a tour of just California (laughs) (laughs) because California is so big and it's such a entertainment kind of space. So, you know, you you can be in Southern California and hit a couple of spaces because you've got your San Diego, you've got your L.A., um, and then you can get more mid-state, and then you can go more in the Bay Area, and you may hit, you know, from your Sacramento to your San Jose to your, you know. So there's mm-hmm. ways. I, I, I know an artist, her name is Tracy Cruz, and she did a tour, but it was only a California tour. And she had several dates. She had a whole wow. bunch of dates. Um, and it was, you know, she admitted it was very grueling, and it was, you know, but it was a huge learning experience, and it... Um, it increased her draw and it was ho- it was close enough where she wasn't so far, you know, it, the, the cost around transportation and, you know, all of that was was more economical because she wasn't flying out of state or having exactly. to go on a train or a bus all the way. So think about that, too, if you're in an area like that with a state that's kind of big like that or maybe even if it's not such big of a state, maybe you can hit. I know here in Chicago, we're close to Wisconsin and we're close to Minnesota and we're close to Indiana and we're close to Michigan. We're all together. So the tour may be more of a Midwest thing where, you know, we're just kind of hitting this region as opposed to just, you know, I'm going to get all the way over to New York and then go all the way back to L.A. and then get all the way back down to Nashville and, (laughs) you know, try to keep it try to keep it regionally. um, Maybe when you're, you know, starting off. That's that's yeah. a perfect uh, perfect depiction of what you should be trying to do. Keep whenever you're, you're yeah. doing tours, uh, I would definitely, especially as an indie artist, keep it regional. Uh, yeah. Definitely, that's that's yeah. the uh, that's the takeaway from that because it's it, it's really it really um, it maximizes uh, your dollars because flying from one area to another increases your costs. So yep. if if yep. you can just fly to one area 
and then rent a car or rent rent a whatever uh, a van or whatever you need to carry your your equipment in. It just right. keeps the cost way down. So that's that's a, right. definitely a good good suggestion. Right. So now I I do have one little small caveat to that though. I know we just said this illustrious wonderful thing, right? Just to confuse the listener just a little bit. <laughs> we always got to do that, right? <laughs> just to confuse you a little bit. The only thing that I would say though, and this is what happened to me. So, so this is why I bring it up. You also, though, should be, if there is a way for you to go into your website and look at your anal- analytics, your Google, there you know, you to go. see kind of who, what demographics, what cities are actually listening <laughs> or clicking on your website or playing. And I know, like, with my website, I can see anytime somebody plays a song on my website, anytime somebody visits a website um, because I had music that went on radio. Then I got radio reports. So I was able to see the exact cities that the song was being played. And so what yeah. happened in my situation, it Milwaukee wasn't doing anything. <laughs> Milwaukee right, right. wasn't playing any of my stuff. And you know, Detroit wasn't really playing my stuff, but they're playing my stuff in Atlanta. They're playing my stuff in Virginia. They're playing my... So that forced me to go where my numbers exist, you know, exactly. and where the radio is actually playing me. So um, so it kind of forced my hand. And that's how I got international. That That's how I got to go abroad was because when you looked at my numbers and you looked at who was buying my music or listening or the radio stations playing it, London is is really high up in there. So it was like, okay, I got to get there because those people actually are already, you know, listening to me. So I got to figure out a way because I know that my shows will be profitable um, because it's showing me that they're, you know, so that that was the one caveat. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a very important um, uh, thing to to approach your your business with is is metrics. You know, what Mm -hmm. what are your numbers? And it, mm-hmm. that's that's so totally on point is that you need to be addressing your numbers. Don't just like pick a region on a map and say, I'm going to go here. <laughs> uh, th- there needs to be a reason for you to go there. Yes, may- maybe yeah. you were booked out there. Maybe you're visiting family whatever it is. But um, right. uh, if you're really trying to function as a business, that's what businesses do. And that's what record major label record right. labels do. They They go by the numbers. They look and see where. This artist right. is really selling. So right. uh, that's a very key point. I, I right. totally support that. <laughs> yeah, right. So like I said, it, 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 it kind of varies, but you you should be able to find where you lie in all of these things that we're kind of saying and, and be able to discern. Okay, I'm not really on the radio yet, but yeah, grandma lives in Wisconsin. I have a buddy over here. <laughs> I think I have a connection over there in Minnesota. Okay, I think I can do a regional. You know what I mean? You know, so right, it, right. it may be that. It may be that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was good. There was a lot of this this chock full of information on this one. It was. It was. Touring is, you know, it you can do part one, two, three, four, five, you know, because there right. are there are a lot. But I'm glad that we at least touched on because, uh, you know, the structure and how you go about thinking about it. Um, right. And then the financials, like you said, um, having the awareness of knowing, you know, to create that budget and then decide from there you know, how, how the money, you know, is going to look. Um, and if you all have also, any <clears throat> questions about any of, any yeah. of the stuff that we're covering, um, definitely shoot us an email um, and we'll, we'll 
address it in uh, future podcasts. Yes, please. Yes. So you can do an email to info at creatingcrimson.com. Um, and we will, I will share all of that with, um, Will and yeah, no, please ask your questions. Um, and, and if you have topics, maybe we said something and it made, it clicked, it triggered something in your mind that you would like to hear us talk more about. And we, we haven't, you know, we didn't touch on it in this discussion or whatever. Say that to you. Make sure you share that. We'll, we'll be able to, to follow up on that. And uh, and if you want to direct message me or um, you can you can reach me at drwsmith at making music making money in the music biz dot com <laughs> drwsmith yeah say that again that was I I got lost <laughs> say it again <laughs> drwsmith at making money in the music biz b i z dot com so, wonderful yeah I beautiful. I had to make just an info yeah because yeah my uh, I, I just info at <laughs> info that info at whatever is a great I, thing. I, I might info I might at. make one of those just just to I have to but, make uh, info at. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just me, so I just keep it personal. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. cool. Well, good, good. Well, I can't wait for our next podcast. I can't either. These are good. These are fun, and uh, we 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 are getting some nice listeners. I'm looking at the people the clicks on so i i'm yep. i am i am game let's keep it going please please subscribe and uh and tell your friends yes absolutely next time bye